0: Hi everyone, my name is Burns O'Kassi, I used to be an anti-Catholic Protestant, and I'm so happy to be joining you in this episode of Deep, where we will be discovering the meaning of the mass readings for today in our lives. Before we get there, I'd like to ask you a question. Are you also into K-drama like I am? One of the things that I really love about Korean culture is the way their dramas unfold. These are not usual stories that we would normally see in our television series here in the Philippines, or what we call the teleseries. And what makes this very, what makes this Korean dramas very special is the way the storyline was plotted. It has a lot of plot twists, a lot of echoes. If you're already watching episode 12, you will hear echoes of things or dialogue, or you would see repetitions of the scenes that you have witnessed in the previous episodes. And, you know, Korean writers and directors have this way of weaving the entire storyline as a beautiful masterpiece. And that was just so awesome. I don't want to geek out on K-dramas on this particular reflection, but I'd like to propose to you guys that K-dramas are very much similar to the salvation history of God's people. Because God is the greatest screenwriter, the greatest director of the best story that was ever written in the history of mankind, and that is the Bible. You see, my dear friends, in today's first reading, St. Paul is telling us in his letter to the Romans that just as through one man's sin, death and sin entered the world, it also took another man's obedience and faith to usher in salvation, grace, and justification to humanity. Isn't it beautiful that there is this great juxtaposition of two men, two great figures in our biblical salvation history? In the beginning of time, St. Paul is telling us that because of the unfaithfulness, because of the disobedience, in other words, because of the original sin, death entered through the world. It is through the obedience and faith of Jesus Christ that we now enjoy the gift of eternal life. You know, when I was still an anti-Catholic Protestant, my understanding of that verse in the scripture ended there. But here's the thing, God had different plans for me even though I wanted to become a pastor. And I thought, but I would be a preacher in the Protestant ministry. I even asked my mom to burn the statues of the saints. But then I realized that when we make plans, it is true what Isaiah said, that his ways are higher than our ways. God always has the better plan for us. And so when I went back to the church, I started learning about this very, very interesting field in theology called typology. I don't wish to give an exhaustive Bible study in this reflection, but I would just like to propose to you that the Bible is full of typologies better than the plot twists and the parallelisms and the echoes that you would be seeing and hearing in a K-drama because God is the author of our salvation story. And in this particular reading, one might say that the story ends with Adam being compared to Jesus. But where is Eve? When I was studying the scriptures during my early years as a new Catholic, a new born again Catholic, I came across about the idea of Jesus being the new Adam and Mary being the new Eve. You see, my dear friends, that because of Eve's disobedience and loss of trust in God the Father, Adam also sinned. And in the New Testament, we see another drama unfolding. A woman had to decide whether she will obey God or she would want to follow her will. Thankfully, that woman ordained by God to be the mother of our Savior Jesus Christ did not waver in her faith in God and told the angel Gabriel, Let it be done unto me according to thy word. Just as Jesus has undone the errors and mistakes and sins of Adam, so too we could say that just as Eve disobeyed God, Mary obeyed him. What a wonderful parallelism. You see, my dear friends, the errors and mistakes of Eva has been turned around by an Ave Maria. But we are not yet ending there. As I took a deeper dive into the scriptures, trying to study what the Hebrew words mean in the different verses of the Bible, I saw something that is worth reflecting on. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, we read here that the Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to till and keep it. At first reading, it would seem like Adam was just given a task to keep the garden, make it pristine, perhaps remove the weeds, and perhaps try to grow some plants there. A cursory reading of that Bible verse will give us that sense. But did you know that the word that was used for keep means something else? In Hebrew, it means shamar. And that is not just simply keeping it by removing weeds, but it's to defend it against dangers, to protect it against death and destruction. That was the deeper mission of Adam. And you know, when I was reflecting on this deeper meaning of feeling and keeping the garden, I look at myself in the mirror and ask myself, what do I do in my Adam moments? And what do I do to turn them into Jesus moments? My dear friends, every single day in our lives, we are faced with a choice that is to follow God and obtain for us the gift of salvation or to follow our will to falter and to be far away from Him. The reading of today's Mass is a reminder that we are still living in this K-drama of salvation, in this very wonderful story that is unfolding before our eyes where God is the director, where God is the screenwriter and we are the actors. Every single day, we are given a choice. Will we be like Adam, whose sin led the world to its destruction? Or will we be like Jesus, whose faith and humility gave rise and ushered in the salvation of the world? Many souls depend on us, my dear friends. If you are married, your family depends on you. Are you willing to defend your family against the dangers of sin? If you're a single person, Your heart needs to be defended for your future spouse. What are we doing to protect it from the snares of the devil? May the readings of today's Mass bring to us a deeper realization that in this drama, The Week of Life, God never left us alone. He has given us a mother, and not just any mother, a mother who had the strength to undo the mistakes of our first parents. May the humility, faith, and obedience of Mary be for us an inspiration for us to have this positive struggle against sin and a joyful celebration of the fact that no matter what happens to us, we are always children of God. There are so many things, my dear friends, that we could still unbox in the Scriptures. And I invite you to look deeper, dive deeper, because God's Word is inexhaustible. Indeed, it is an honor and a blessing to be sharing these thoughts with you in this episode of Deep. And just as Adam was called to teal and keep the Garden of Eden, all of us are also called to defend our faith. And as my parting gift to all of you, my dear friends, you can download our Starter Guide on Defending the Faith Clearly Without Being Preachy by logging in at www.unboxingcatholicism.com slash starterguide. Until then, I'll see you and please pray for me as I will keep you in my prayers as well.